0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm here with Emily. And today we are talking with Brian Tarbox, Principal Alexa Voice Designer at Epic Strategies, an AWS Community Hero. A lot of you probably know Brian. He is such a sweetheart and he's always, he has so many amazing stories that I want to get to. So I am so glad to have you on this podcast to talk all things about Amazon Code Whisperer.
1: Well it's my my very much my pleasure uh, uh, to be here it's it's a it's a great show and um, as my wife would say never get between me and a microphone <laughs>
2: wow.
0: I'm the same way I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast uh, back when I was a young man in the dating pool I would have women in the middle of the date look at me and say you talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess I better up my game and like not share so much. I never I never stop talking though. You just got to find the right person. So, yeah. Let's jump into your background. You have a really interesting background and I want to like I loved the dolphin story. And so you got it. You know the one I'm talking about, right? What was actually going on with the dolphin? that everyone thought wasn't doing the thing. Oh, right. right it sounds like a right.
2: lifetime movie, by the way, the dolphin story. The dolphin
0: <laughs> yeah. Friend. So let's just let's just start your 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 background and your journey uh to okay. get through the cat the Okay. Cloud.
1: And and I've got a dolphin story that you'll that you'll like that I don't think you know. Oh um, but so I was a you know became a software engineer you know in, in college um you know I, I actually learned learned some so I thought I think some really good experiences in college in that My senior project was the timing and scoring program for the head of the Connecticut regatta, the official one. And so things like a day late would be bad. Um, (laughs) You know um, uh, it, it has to work. You have to be defensive. So that was really cool.
0: Kind of like coding for NASA rockets. You can't miss the comma.
1: Right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. I actually did do some programming for the F-22 um, Did you really? Them, yeah. I told them that, that, um, that I would be able to do a much better job if they um, let me anywhere near it. Cause I'm a pilot and they're like, <laughs> go away kid. Um, oh, wow. I didn't but, know you were a pilot. But, um, what, what
0: language was that in? Was it Fortran? Aida. It was Ada. Wow. Yeah. Ada was, Ada. Uh, Explain what Ada is for Emily so that she doesn't like totally tune out from us talking it, about old languages.
1: It's, it's a, it's a, it's it, It's sort of an obsolete language, I think, except perhaps for the military. The whole thing with ADA was that it was one of these languages that was designed to be um, you, provably correct. right. So like a math like a math equation to be yeah. able
0: to prove that wow, okay.
1: right. So I actually did a an ADA validator where, see the ADA validator was written in C++, and the whole validator was a constructor. And that if if the constructor succeeded, the it Ada create was, the class, yeah. The Ada was valid. Wow, that's super and, cool. And I and and people started in in, in the company I'm like, wow, we should really use that technique. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't, no, you shouldn't. This is a special one off. It's a very very bad <laughs> idea otherwise. Right. Anyway, so I did I did yeah. stuff.
2: Ada, obviously named for Ada Lovelace, original badass of the computer science community.
1: That is true. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point. So then I went, um, there's this group called Earthwatch that puts volunteers together with science projects. And so I joined an Earthwatch project to go play with dolphins in Hawaii. And um, that was, you know, amazing. So I came back to the States because Hawaii is not part of the U.S. And um wow. <laughs> it's it's not it's just not um Wait, dig and, into
2: that because it is a state um obviously but like you're saying culturally it's totally it's totally different
1: oh it, it's 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 completely and utterly different and and apparently there actually is a movement for them to to leave anyway so i came back and decided i want to go to grad school so i went to grad school and went off and um played with the dolphins and that was brilliant and heartbreaking and profound and all kinds of crazy stuff and if you've ever read or heard of David Brin's Star Tide Rising. Brilliant, brilliant series. The idea is that um, there's all kind of- I'll add many- it to the show notes. Dave, David Brin's Star Tide Rising? Yeah. Um, the, the premise of the book is that there's no such thing as evolution. Um, the progenitors created one race and then they went off and made other races. And it's sort of like Amway in that if you uplifted, that's the term, a race, they were your servants. Then if they uplifted Another race, they were your servant-servants. And so humans uplifted dolphins. And so there's this great scene where, you know, one of the dolphins on the spaceship is Akea Kamai, which was the dolphin I worked with. So I actually went up to David Brin at a writer's conference. I said, you don't know me, but we have a com- we have a common friend. And I'll give you a hint, the common friend isn't human. <laughs> so anyway. That's what's awesome. Your favorite,
2: what's your favorite fact about dolphins?
1: Um, so many, they're just so, they're just so different. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a couple of stories because this, this is, this how it goes. So one of the stories was, um, there was this experiment that, I don't know what the real point was, but, um, you show the dolphin, uh, you show, okay, two toys, she picks one, you give it to her, she plays with it, except she hated it, hated it, hated it, would destroy the toy. We're like, wow, she's a psycho. And then one day by mistake. She picked this toy, and this toy was put in, and she loved it. In a binary choice, she was indicating the one she didn't want. Totally, 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 totally—you know—arbitrary, just as valid. The one that that I think um, uh, you were talking about was the 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 melody experiment. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted to figure out whether what they their thoughts were about melodies—you know, same and different. So we had two paddles. This is the same. This is different. We'd play two sounds, and they're supposed to play, push one paddle. If it, she thought it was the same. The, the other paddle shot it was different. So that we couldn't cue, we all had headphones on, so we couldn't hear anything. And she would just sit there. She would just sit there, and we'd say, you're wrong. We'd play some songs. She'd sit there, you're wrong. Monkey boys are intelligent. More, we be more smarter than dolphins. And then at one point, one of my interns slipped off her headphone, and said, Brian, she's making that whistling again. What? Oh, she was singing. Oh yeah. Time. She whistles after every experiment. We went back and listened to the tapes. She was giving a yes whistle and a no whistle.
2: Oh she wow. Got right.
1: She got it right immediately. It took the monkey boys three months to figure it out. That's so
2: funny.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. They're very um, intelligent
2: creatures.
1: And if I can tell you just one more story. Cause you're going to love this one. Um, yeah. So um, I accidentally share, shared a needle with one of the dolphins
2: that, that seems like not a good idea, Brian. <laughs>
1: right? Right, right, right. Um, so one of our dolphins was getting blood drawn. And dolphins, as you may know, are ridiculously strong. And we had three, I think, Samoans holding Hiapo down. And the you know big syringe is full of blood. Hiapo says, I'm not having any more fun. I was videotaping the process. Hiapo flips his tail. The three Samoans go flying, and I hear. Oh, and no. I look, and I look down in my leg, and the syringe is emptying into my leg.
2: That is out See of a movie. That? That's ridiculous.
0: Can, can you communicate with all marine life now, like Aquaman? Because no, but, you have dolphin
1: blood. But I asked I asked the vet. I said, what do we do? And he said, well, first we have to laugh. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, what are the odds of that?
1: Right, right. But I did use it to helped my son back when he was, you know, in young elementary school. And I'd go into his classroom and I'd say, you guys know about Peter Parker, right? I'm like, oh yeah, he's Spider-Man. I said, well, he just got bit. I got blood injected. (laughs) I had a transfusion. And they're like, (laughs) like, what's your superpower? And I said, it's a secret. I can't tell you. But you ought to watch out for my son. There you go. That's great. Anyway. Yeah. And so-
0: It's just so interesting. And it's an interesting background. So you were fascinated with how all life thinks, right? And did that kind of lead you into your journey into AI? Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, my my master's thesis out there was, um, you know, in in AI of, we tried to make, I tried to make a model of how we thought the dolphins thought. right? Um, And so that was kind of interesting. But then, you know, you get the degree, the bills pile up and you come back and go back to work as as a software guy. Um and then, you know, da, 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 fast forward code whisper. How's that for a segue? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, so you well,
0: I'll just say you've had background in NLU, natural language understanding, from the Alexa side. So you are building conversational experiences today.
1: Right. And
0: right. as part of that is how you got involved in code whisper for those who don't know we can we can baseline what it, what it is exactly but i've done the dave thing where i've gone in and i've just written a couple of lines of code in vs code and you know added this and it was you, know, you, you hit alt c or command c on mac and it's there And you can, you're just moving back and forth, but not a real understanding of where it's getting that code from. What does that code actually look like in real programs? It's all just hello Dave stuff. So why don't you baseline what Amazon Code Whisperer is?
1: Okay. So, and I will say that I use it now a hundred percent of the time in my, in my daily coding. So Code Whisperer, it's sort of at a certain level, the next generation of code completion. you know, in, in the early days, yeah, in the early days, you know, in, in Java and stuff, especially language languages with high ceremony, and, and if you don't know that term, that means Java wants you to say a lot of things just to do anything.
2: I've never heard that term, but I love it. I used to write Java and and it is high ceremony. It's it's like it expects you to up level yeah. your code before it participates. It's right, One of way- you, have to
1: archi- you have to architect your way through. Yeah. Right. One of my buddies said that when he was coding Java, he felt like he was working for the compiler.
2: Yes. And then it just yells at you, Brian, because, and then it's just like, no, try again in big red, bold
1: letters. Right, right. It's like, it's like, you know, foo array of int Mm -hmm. equals array of int, (laughs) the array of ints. It's like, oh, just kill me now, you know? Um, Yeah. um, My background is also in linguistics, so it just... Ugh, bugs me, But
2: You're so
1: right. it, it used to be that like, you know, a code completion, you'd say four and it would say, oh, open paren thing comma thing. It's like, OK, that's helping. But that's but that's just like in, intelligent cut and paste.
2: Yeah. Code a Whisper. What? It's a, it's a placeholder. That's how right, I would. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So Code Whisper is the first thing that I would say. I mean, we, we don't like to say AI. We like to say machine learning, big data but ai i noticed that i've been i've been taking more and more machine learning
0: courses right but and, no i was just going to say i've noticed that preference and why is that is is it a fear that machine like ai has a bad like hollywood well, I think association with it like ai is going to take over the world and people are going to lose jobs and
1: machine learning is just learning and helping i think it's over it was early overpromising you know uh, it's, it's it's intelligent you know yeah. and for if me I say- it-
2: Machine learning speaks to this is still in progress. We are still working on this, whereas AI feels like a final product. It's like almost an artifact of machine right. learning. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and and I'll give you an example of where singularity. Know, where Code Whisper feels like it's really on the border of AI of AI, in that the examples that they tell us to use to begin with is you say command symbol function, and you say function that um Gets the lines of text from an S3 file, and you hit return, and it puts up a function body that has bucket and key. It's like actually, actually. And then, but you can edit it, and then you hit return again and it goes and it makes the code to do that. And it's like, okay, that's that's pretty cool, and I quite like that. And you know, I know how to open an S3 file and get the lines, but I don't want to remember that. That should be part of the exocortex, not in my head. And it 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 you know, especially and then I try to do things like uh, uh, create a cloud watch metric, which is this horrible uh, of JSON, and I and every time I've done it, I've had to look it up. I don't want to. So Code Whisperer does it. All well and good. But then So in my Alexa skill, so I'm like a lot of times I'll set up some variables and then I'll wanna write a log statement. So I set some variables, I set three variables and I got to the next line and I said, L-O, and it said, do you want logging info with an F string with these three variables? I'm like, yes. Oh, wow. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's like, wow. That's great. Wow. it blew me away. Yeah. You know, it knew what
0: I was doing. It's bringing in patterns instead of just referencing documentation.
1: Right. It had, you know, I, as, having worked with AI systems and dolphins, you know, we get, we don't, we don't like to use words like it was aware, but it was aware. <laughs> oh <my laughs> um, And so it starts by its, its model is, um and of course Amazon won't really tell us, but that's okay, because you know, we can sort of read between the lines from what they will say. But we believe we'll
0: send Emily we'll send Emily to go talk to that team and she'll make sure that they come on and tell us. Are right.
2: we, we, they are gonna come on as a as a little Never pre
0: announce, never pre announce.
2: Oh, and we're I will be speaking about this at reInvent. So more to come for sure. But okay. I'm really excited okay.
1: that oh. And if you're speaking at this at reInvent and you want someone up on stage with you, hero are-
2: <laughs> I'll call you. Okay, sounds good.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and people will want to hear from you, Brian.
0: They don't want to hear from these AWS employees. Oh, I don't know about that. They means. want to hear about real
2: they
1: want to hear real world stuff. They want to hear yeah. what sucks. So so um so it builds its model off the off the existing Amazon code base. Okay. Yeah. But then it also, in real time, it seems, looks at your code. So if you start with a blank file. It will write code, sort of baseline code. Um, and one of the things I noticed was that it wasn't putting in try blocks. Tri- now I write everything with try blocks. Yeah. Yeah, any right. IO. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of interesting that you can infer that Amazon's code base doesn't have a lot of try blocks in it. <laughs>
2: I like that you like reverse what? engineering. <laughs> I don't think you
1: could be. Uh, you can't be a. Uh, I
0: was a .NET developer. Well, I still am, but for for years, like you could not do any I/O without
1: a try Right. Like right. that but was so, just but, right. But so then I wrote. Then I wrote a function with a try block, and it and it was like you could you could hear the wheels turning. It's like, oh, you like try blocks. And the next function that I did, it put in try blocks. Oh, so. Just within a session of
0: coding, it changed its recommendations based on what it saw Brian doing. Yeah.
1: From you. Absolutely. And then the first try block I put in didn't have a, a traceback. It just had, you know, log the exception. And then I was like, well, you know, I might as well have traceback. It's one line. It's free. So I put in a traceback and then it started doing that. But then here's where it gets even sort of weirder, cooler. So um, I was doing some coding with a friend and they said, well, this is all good that it works with Amazon code, but what about just generic Python code? And so he pulled up some standard Python inventory class that had, you know, quantity and price and so on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, so we wrote a function. We said, uh, function, uh, uh, give me a function that says if the item costs more than $10. And the function name it suggested was, is expensive. <gasps> no. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. And then I changed it and I said, function item, tell me if function item is less than $10. It said, is cheap.
2: Okay. That's kind of fascinating. I thought it would be is 10 or more than $10. Like it would be like just following that pattern to take that description and then find the common word for that. That's incredible.
1: Right. Right. It's that's almost like a
0: lexicon that you see in the NLU side of things. Yeah. It was it's all about
2: Dave, you mentioned NLU. I only really hear NLP. Can we talk about the difference between those? What is that? Sure.
0: So one's the actual processing and one's the understanding. And so when I'm talking about NLU, I'm talking about uh like let's say I wrote and, and I'll let Brian talk about this since he's in the thick of it and I haven't been in the thick of it for two years. But what would happen is let's say you and I wanted to have a conversation. If anyone has an echo device, I'm about to say. Alexa. So you may need to mute it while you're listening to this podcast. So if I said, Alexa, I'd like to order a cheeseburger, right? Uh, And then if she says something like, okay, we have medium, large, and we also have fries, and I say, yes. Because as human beings, we think very differently than clicking a bunch of buttons or drop downs on a screen. And what I meant is, yes, is I want fries with it right? And so it's it's all of that, right? Processing is like, when we use, la- oh, Brian, I'd love to have your opinion on this since you you come from linguistics, but, and we've talked about a little bit about this, Emily, it's like when we're in foreign languages, you hear the beauty and it's almost, there's a melody to language when you hear people saying things and our human ears, right? It's a bunch of tiny little hairs that vibrate within frequencies when people create language and so machines are understanding they're not hearing me say dave they're hearing the ah and the d and they're hearing these sounds that are being made and inferring on probability what that sound actually was based on who the speaker is and the current language and the the current day and what's going on and it's it's fascinating right because we do that automatically as human beings and it's just beautiful
1: in this in this recording studio i'm seeing our waveforms on the bottom and You know, a system that was only looking at the waveforms could infer some things. Right. That's a whole different ballgame. That's how we could
0: infer, by the way, when something's a deepfake, because human beings are imperfect and and AI will not, people will try to put imperfections in, but the human ear won't detect it. But exactly what Brian is saying is you can detect it mathematically through the waveforms of sound
2: wild. Okay. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so Whisperer is paying attention and it certainly seems to have, I mean, it's, it's not self-conscious. It's not going to take over. Um, um,
0: we noticed so, you're frustrated with all of the compilings. Would you like a joke? <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Well, the <laughs> nice thing is my, my, I, I have, tell me a-, a
0: joke visual studio right right
1: oh oh okay well actually that's amazing. that i'm gonna i'm gonna use that to to, to segue just a sec um because i later today i'm giving a talk um on uh, alexa emotionality which is oh. a, which is a ta- talk that i give sometimes and you know um liverpool won the game arsenal lost again you know, and exactly. so you can make Alexa do that. What? Yeah. Alexa yeah. can do um, excitement and disappointment, um, and and you know, some other things. But but then the, but then humor is really, really tricky because well, it's sarcasm. I know exactly what you mean. Huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um there there was a Saturday Night Live sketch about the the cancellation of a show called Heavy Sarcasm. But Anyway, um, but but so one of the things I've toyed with because I I have this you know soccer football um, uh, skill um, is suppose your team has done really badly this week and and if you ask how the team did I could say our team lost again Um, or I could say things like why do you want me to hurt you (laughs) Um, or and I've toyed with saying why don't we talk about something else look squirrel. Um, <laughs> and, and the thing is, some people might really like that. Some people might be really pissed off because they're angry at the team lost. So it's very, it's very tricky. But anyway.
0: Yeah. And even volume. I remember in the beginning, early days, one of the breakthroughs that customers really loved was the ability to detect volume of voice. Mm-hmm. So new parents walk into a room, the baby's sleeping, and they're like, Alexa, play a lullaby. And she's like, max volume versus saying... Alexa, play a lullaby, and she'll go, okay. And actually, we do that as human beings all the time, right? And I've noticed other digital assistants on mobile devices that I use. Look at me, I'm being so corporate, not yeah. mentioning them by name. But well, even, <laughs> even <laughs> Alexa does this. <Yeah. laughs> but I can say things like setting a timer and get no feedback right? versus it blasting. And a lot of that's based on, awareness of the situation I'm in, what time of day it is, where I am, sitting and noisy.
2: I have a philosophical question.
0: Okay. Oh, my I, favorite kind.
2: I know. Um, I feel like we are training these systems to do these amazing things. like All of this, we're talking about volume, being able to whisper, being able to detect whether we're happy or sad, but we as humans make mistakes on that all the time. I mean, like I, I'll misread a situation or someone's affect. I, I will treat them right. in a way that is incongruent with how they want it to be treated, and then I have to apologize. Um,
0: Conversation itself is imperfect.
2: It is, and so at what point, like we're talking about this sort of—I feel like there might be—I've never thought this through. So this is this is raw. This is raw Emily brain. I love it. Um, think it through. But Go I for think it, like Amy. there has to be some kind of curve, right, where we have we kind of heat uh, we hit peak perfection on how these systems behave. And then at what point do we start teaching them these errors? Like they're going to get it yeah. wrong at some point. Right. And that doesn't mean it's that or no, you think they'll become more perfect than us.
1: Well, the thing is they should be, they, 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 they should be aware. And this is one of the, um, the, the complaints with, with, you know, Alexa, if you say um there's a, there's a, a musical group that I quite like called DAMA, D-A-L-A. Wonderful, wonderful group. And and Alexa just cannot hear that name. I'll say, you know, Alexa played Dylan, And she'll like, okay, here's Pink Floyd. I'm like, no. And I'll say, Alexa played Dylan, And she'll say, um, here's Bob Dylan. No. It's not that hard. If I've said, if she's heard me say no several times, there should be an inference of yes. I'm not getting it. Yeah. You know? And and that is It's super is, hard to do. That is really yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: because as a human being, we build up connections with the neurons in our brain. Like there's Emily neurons in my brain. Because we've been hanging out long enough. Like I can hear her in my head. This is when you hear about people who've been together decades, right? And they, they lose one another, like one of them passes. Yeah, they yeah. can have conversations with that. All right. Yeah. So when you start a conversation over again, it's like saying, oh, I'm sorry, what's your name? And it, as a human being, it's very startling. My philosophy on this em, is that like Alexa taught me so much about human beings in life. I swear I wasn't like this before. I was thinking things like a developer. And what it taught me is that human beings are not nouns, we're verbs. To be alive is to change. And that was one of the things I loved about the Alexa side of things, is these models were not the same models even minute by minute. There's no like, okay, this is Alexa now. It's totally changing because we are totally changing. Like all, you know, just reading about Taylor Swift, right? And all the, the top songs in the top 10 she has. Amazing. You say one of those words now, those words have a different meaning because of the popularity of that music at this current point in time. And that word might not have meant that before, but that's the beauty of language. And human beings, even memory, is almost a screenshot of that person's impression of the nature of reality at that time. It's like a map changing, right? If we read a map from a thousand years ago, it was what that person knew to be true. That's what's fascinating about AI and Alexa and NLU, because that's what's fascinating about us.
1: Well, and the thing is, I'll I'll say a step, Uh, Another step is, I think. I think Alexa and the AI systems are getting smarter, and I think humans are getting dumber. Um,
0: Oh, um, don't say that. I think think that human. Yeah. This, I think. No, I didn't want to cut you off, Emily. Good. I was just going to do another quick Dave aphorism. I was just going to say that I think human beings are largely good, and I think that there's two things today that people need to master the two terrible D's, right? Distraction and discouragement. And part of distraction and discouragement is if you're not aware that that's happening to you, that we now have a large majority of people who are good, who are doing bad things under the influence of bad ideas, because there's nothing more powerful than an idea.
2: A different direction i like i like your do it you you always take my philosophy to like outer space i'm like i'm like right here and you're like let's go bigger um i i think it has to do with reinforcing habits and learning so for example a lot of cars now have the reverse camera so we don't look behind us like we did in the old days um we don't use our mirrors. We look at this little camera. I know wait I- what was
0: that voice? Is that is that the oh. Emily? Is that an older Emily voice?
2: Is that when you're gonna like sound like a like as- Carmen the Frog, but a little bit of like oh the Frog is like not grumpy, but you know. So anyway, I rented I went to I went on a vacation, it was lovely. Um and I rented a car and it had this backup camera because my car doesn't have a backup camera because you really have to choose between manual transmission and backup camera. They don't really come in the same cars. Um, so I, I was enjoying this backup camera and even in the like three days, I noticed that I wasn't looking behind me at, anymore. Like the first day I was kind of like looking behind me, using my mirrors and using that as a reference. And then I realized how good it was. And I just used this backup camera. And when I came back into my car that doesn't have that, I had to kind of get back in this habit. So it's, for me, it's not that we're becoming dumber. It's that we're not having to, to use the same type of thing over and over and over again, we have different tools. And so our, our little pathways for that are becoming a little bit less.
0: It's neurons. Yeah. You built an autonomous. We largely run on background tasks. That's why things are very hard in the beginning. Like if you ask me to learn a new instrument, I'm writing the program while I'm doing it. But if I had been playing for 10 years, I can load the program. That's what's fascinating about the human brain is that we're basically a programmable computer that can learn anything in any task. And you learned about that thing and you had neurons. And you're right. People aren't using neurons today. So there Along- are all
1: instruments back there.
0: Oh, my goodness. Let, what, for people who can't see, because uh, those look like from Hawaii, well, if I'm making assumptions here. But they, they yes, look sir, like some instruments I have never seen before.
1: Uh, Didgeridoo, um, uh, Chinese Seleucy, Native American style wooden flute, and so on. Wow. Um, but...
0: I love that you have a music. I this just furthers my theory, Brian. I've had this theory for a long time that a musical brain also makes a good developer brain. I know so many developers who are musicians.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I actually have a. Since we're doing philosophy, I I think part of what's going on is it's the old thing of uh, do you have to be tolerant of intolerance, and people go round and round on that. And I read this wonderful article that said tolerance is not a moral concept tolerance is a peace treaty and in a peace treaty if one side breaks the peace treaty the other side is not bound by that peace treaty right so so
0: and that's also it is useless to argue with fools yep yep <laughs> so i think this what's great about this in philosophy because ai brings you into philosophy right because we still don't know that much about us where do you see this all going like What was your feeling using this? Do you think in the future programming becomes is pair programming machine and human being? You know, is it? It's like. Where's your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, um, I've I've really liked pair programming back when we you know when people got together you know back in the before days the before times and uh, Code Whisper feels like a very very cool pair programming. Now some people are like, "Oh, you know, it's going to, you know, ruin us." Uh, apparently, computer science instructors, professors are really up in arms about code CRISPR. Really? Yeah, because, well, these people don't have to learn the syntax. It's like, "Well, maybe you should be teaching something beyond syntax." Um, exactly. Teach how to think. I think I think, I think this
2: train of thought is is and this is why I can drive a car and utilize all the benefits of that vehicle without knowing how to build an engine from scratch. When, if we don't like, you know, uh, focus on the next level, once we've solved a problem, it's solved, you know? And it doesn't mean we can never circle back and f- rethink it and, and try and see if there's other avenues. Um, we're doing that right now with cars. Like we're moving away from combustion engines. That's great. And someone else specializes in this. So I can specialize in the thing that I have to specialize in for my use case. And there's just different layers to this, but I think the professors are probably scared for their own.
1: Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and and, and, and the one, I know we're, we're getting uh, time, time pressured, but I'll say one of the really cool things, maybe the most cool thing about Code Whisperer is that it works to the degree that you are articulate. If you say, give me a function that does things to stuff, <laughs> it has no idea. Okay, you know, but if you say, you know, find me the largest value in a list, it will do exactly that. That's awesome. And So in natural
0: language like that, see, I, I didn't even, when I used this, Brian, and so our listeners should know this and I'll put the links in a code whisperer. I was writing code and then using it like IntelliSense. So I was bringing it up so that it would look at my code. But what you're saying is I can actually talk in natural language. And have requests fulfilled based on my code, right?
1: I mean, if you if you can, if you can't say it, then you shouldn't write it. Or maybe you you'll you you know just code discovery and so on. Right. But I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I mean, is Nicholas worth you know nouns and verbs, literary programming, you know you know give me a function, describe a function that does one thing because and is a very very bad word. Um, I wrote an article once called And is a four letter word. But I love write a function, yeah, write a function that does one thing and describe what it does, and then Code Whisperer will do it for you. And if you can't describe what it does, then take your hands off the keyboard and think a little bit more. I like That's that. awesome.
2: I love that. This is amazing. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I think we're seeing so much just growth, just an explosion of productivity in some ways. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and for telling us all about it. Where can folks find you on the internet? For
1: um, I'm um, uh, LinkedIn. I'm also a uh, Brian uh, That's probably the best, uh, best place. Um, and it, it's funny. I've got some friends say, Brian, you should be more on Twitter. I'm like, uh, no. And especially now. No, don't get it. Don't get Emily started. You said Twitter. Don't do it.
2: Twitter fairy that's summoned every time someone says Twitter. (laughs) No, it's it's I don't play
1: with with Twitter, but
2: (laughs) it's fair; it's its own ecosystem. All right, well, you've taught me so many things. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, Um, Brian Tarbox and Davis Vitzky. Saying goodbye. Bye. Thank you, Um, Emily
1: Freeman. (laughs) And and let's make sure let's make sure to have a drink at Reinvent. Hell yes.